1: show gordon monson jake scott 97 5 and twelve eighty the zone gordo will be back next monday after his vacation but we are live at the warehouse here in orem 86 east university parkway stop by and see us we still have some jazz gear however our uh contest to be in a contest for the jazz game on saturday is over so we uh we selected a winner and we've sent carly back on uh, to Salt Lake City. So we've got a winner. Thanks to everybody who dropped by and entered to win that. We really appreciate it. But we still do have jazz gear to give away. And, of course, price is so low here at the warehouse, it will blow your mind. Uh, make sure and come down and say hi to us as well. Uh, we're going to talk to Sam Amick coming up here momentarily. A lot of interesting things going on around the rest of the association as well as, of course, uh we'll ask him about what's going on uh with the Utah Jazz who are sitting currently all alone in second place in the Western Conference, which is uh, which is pretty amazing. Half game in front of the Clippers and a full game in front of the Denver Nuggets, who both happened to lose last night. Uh, in fact, Houston, uh, the Rockets, uh, bouncing back a little bit by uh, by picking up a, a win against uh, Denver, which is a nice win for them. And then how about the Clippers? And we're going to ask Sam about what's going on with the Clippers, but the Clippers uh, resting... Uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard thinking they can go into Atlanta get an easy win on the road against uh, a an, uh, 10 and 34 team, and lo and behold, the Hawks come out and beat them 102 to 95. So. The Jazz, the beneficiary of that is they move to uh, all alone in second place and uh, right there where they want to be, certainly in the Western Conference, going into a really difficult stretch and then into the All-Star break where you think you could uh, get a little uh, rest and rest up for a, what should be a, a playoff run uh, for the Utah Jazz. So things kind of uh, lining up well. They've just got to get through this next stretch of games. But the good news is they're playing By far their best basketball of the year. And Mike Conley seems to be getting his legs back. And uh, we'll see where it goes. One thing with Mike yesterday, maybe you didn't look at his stat line and and fall in love with it. Uh, Four of ten for eight points and did have an assist and a steal. But he got a couple of those floaters to go. A couple of shots that he wasn't making at the beginning of the year. So certainly a positive sign. All right, it's time for your daily assist. Let's get to it. Austin, hit it.
0: It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Let's get out to the Sprint Special Guest Line, lease any phone, and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Of course, senior NBA writer from The Athletic, our good friend Sam Amick. Hi, Sam. How's it going?
2: Hi, Jake. Doing great. Thanks for having me.
1: Hey, thanks, as always, for jumping on, and it feels like we've got a ton to get to this week, but let's start uh, with the Utah Jazz, Sam, and kind of gauge uh, your thoughts on how they're playing. They're all alone in second place. Uh, they've won 18 of their last 20, which just uh, feels crazy to say. Over the past, a little over a month, they're in fir- or, uh, the first team in most major statistical offensive categories, and now that the schedule is going to be getting a lot more difficult, it feels like they're playing their best basketball. How are you feeling about the Jazz right now?
2: I'm feeling like I need to book a blessed uh, trip to Salt Lake City. That's That's what what I'm thinking, man. I I need to, yeah. Like it's, (laughs) you know, they look good. Um, Obviously, a lot of that, most of that stretch came without Mike Conley, and that's the most impressive part. And then, you know, uh, and I haven't studied them in terms of you know actually doing film work since he came back, but you know, they still haven't. Missed a beat. They look good. I mean, the continuity that we've talked about so many times is shining through, and then the new wrinkles. Um, I looked at the standings earlier today, and that's when I first noticed that they had crept up into that second spot. And that's—it's uh, just crazy how the regular season ebbs and flows so much because it feels like it wasn't very long ago that that they were an underachieving team. Um, it's funny, as a quick aside, Jake. I uh, like—I have a fun little interview with Donovan Mitchell that I might have actually shared with you guys literally like more than a month ago that uh, as it stands is going to finally see the light of day tomorrow, but it's all because like they're playing so darn well that now it's, it was a positive interview and there was a time when it didn't really uh, fit, you know, with what was happening with the team.
1: Well, Sam, and uh, I'm glad you bring that up because we can talk about how the bench has gotten better and we can talk about how well Joe Ingles is playing in the starting lineup and certainly Rudy Gobert uh, has been incredible, but you know, Donovan Mitchell has kind of navigated the team through that hard stretch, and and really, he uh, I bring this up all the time, Sam, but he thanks every teammate in his post-game comments, where people are just asking about Donovan, like, hey, Donovan, why are you so great? And he says, actually, you know what? Royce O'Neal is great, and George Niang is great, and he does it every single post-game, which I, I think is amazing, but it, it just seems like he's grown so much as a player, where he picks his spots, and and you know gets others involved and then dominates in the fourth quarter uh, when he has to. It it's just if he's he's a no doubt all star in the West in my mind and I know I'm close to it, but he's just been so great this year.
2: He's been great, you know. And those the, the personality stuff that you are alluding to, you just there's not a stat for it. There's no way to quantify it, um, but it's extremely valuable. And I think later in our chat, you know, we're going to talk about. The Clippers and all the issues they're having, and, and I wrote something about that this week, but it, it makes me think of a player like Donovan and a personality like Donovan in that context because, um, you know, he has leadership qualities. When he has bad nights, you know, his teammates will be, uh, call it more forgiving or just kind of more supportive because of the way he handles himself. And that type of kind of all hands on deck, um, trying to lift everybody up type of approach, this really makes a difference over the course of an entire season because we forget sometimes, yeah, they make a ton of money. Yes, they're blessed to be in those positions, but, man, this season is long and they see each other, you know, far more than they see their own families. And so to have a guy who just is kind of wired the way he is, I think definitely is, it's huge for their culture.
1: All right, I want to ask you some specific questions about uh, some of the Jazz' upcoming opponents because they've got some really good ones on their schedule coming up. But you alluded to the work you guys are doing there at the Athletic, uh, talking about what's going on with the the Clippers right now, and kind of set the scene. Uh, give us kind of the highlights of, of what's going on, a little drama in LA.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it, it's uh, it's interesting. I'll, I'll put it that way. It's not. It's funny because you know, if the Clippers wanted, they could probably accuse us of, you know, like saying this is something we should have written a week ago um, because it has gotten a little bit better of late. But the reality is that we tried to write a story that, you know, that painted the picture and pulled the curtain back on their internal evolution as a team. And the, the fact that you had a bunch of players left over from their team last season that overachieved and that took a lot of pride in, Basically, you know, waking up in the morning and chewing on glass because they were gritty, and they never took days off, and that was their mentality. With you know, Lou Williams, Pat Beverly, Montrezl Harrell, and the rest of that crew, then you get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Now, the entire approach changes. The regular season only matters so much. Uh, Kawhi, for you know, health and physical reasons, is going to take days off pretty routinely. Um, there's also going to be, and this happens with star players, that there's going to be, you know, like an element of preferential treatment organizationally. Uh, Just the reality is that, that, you know, organizations like the Clippers, the Rockets have some of this, the Lakers have this, you know, whether it's James Harden, LeBron James, Kawhi, Paul George, like, no, they're not getting treated the exact same way by everybody. Um, They're the stars. And so that is the, culture somebody that we talked to with the team had phrased it as a, a funky collision uh, of the old and the new and doesn't by any means mean that they're not you I mean, they're in a great spot standings wise I mean the fact that we're even talking about this type of thing and uh you know and they're sitting there at let's see here 31 and 14 you know these are first world basketball problems but uh, there are a lot of interesting dynamics there
1: well, and Doc Rivers, it seemed like he he was so good uh, last year and did such a good job with that underachieving bunch. And I, I, you look back in his his past, and he's overcome this type of challenge in Boston, right? And then with Chris Paul and Blank Griffin, that time it it got a little bit clunky. And so I, I guess what an interesting challenge for him, who's certainly a, a more than capable head coach. But uh, boy, uh, you know merging those two things, like with no priority from game to game sometimes with the the old school that had such high priority on showing up with their lunch pail, that's got to be one of the more difficult coaching situations in the league this year.
2: No, I agree. And he did a wonderful job last year, and then it's so different this year. I mean, even last night, Jake, if you look at the fact that they had won eight out of ten games, They go into Atlanta and Paul George and Pat Beverly are on the shelf for injury reasons. And then uh, because it's a back-to-back, Kawhi is going to sit. Now, and there there was some of this when he was in Toronto, too. Like, listen, there are occasionally people in the room who get a little frustrated by that. They think on a night when you're down a couple of players, maybe you could bend your own load management rules and just go, you know, just kind of go gut it out. And lo and behold, they lose to the Hawks. So that's the dynamic that is tricky. And Doc is, you know, Doc is is now basically trying to control as much of this as possible. Guarantee you he's not happy whatsoever. We reported this, that when Montrez Herald back on January 4th had a really candid media session, uh, the the video is in our story where it's like really, you watch those three minutes of Montrez talking and he kind of spills the beans on all of this stuff internally and true you know full disclosure yes when when that happened we started digging to find out what was behind his comments and you know doc lit into him at practice the next day told him to keep their stuff in house but uh, this is all the stuff that they're working through
1: this is a really broad, more curiosity question. Uh, you've uh, covered so many teams, been in ra- around the NBA for for so long, but how much does does locker room chemistry ultimately matter? And I, I think back to like the Kobe Shaq era where they won regardless, uh, right up until they didn't, right? Uh, you know, overall, how much do you value locker room chemistry?
2: Um, I think it matters a lot. You know, I mean, yeah, the Kobe Shaq situation gets brought up most often and trying to indicate that it doesn't matter. And I get that. You know, I mean, and even you hear people say that you have to respect one another. Well, I don't even know if Kobe and Shaq, they didn't retain the respect during that stretch, and they still got it done, you know, quite a quite a few times. Um, I think this is maybe a little bit of recency bias, but you go back to last year's NBA Finals, and I was covering those games in Toronto, and you had – teetering chemistry within the Warriors locker room. And, you know, when Kevin Dur- this is a little bit similar, when Kevin Durant got hurt and everybody was waiting for him to come back on the Warriors team, you know, I'd reported at the time a little bit similar to this where like there was a little frustration, like, when are we going to see him? And a little bit of questioning of one another. And that is a culture thing. That is a, that is the kind of thing that um, kind of leads to teams potentially fraying and not getting the job done, you know, when the pressure is at its peak. So, again, that's another one of those things that's tough to quantify, but I do think it matters.
1: All right, Sam, uh, in this next stretch for the Utah Jazz, they play – uh, which is kind of funny, but they play four teams twice. And I want to ask you really about three of them because they're three of the, the best stories going in the league right now. And I want to start with Saturday's opponent where they'll take on the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic uh, will be in town. And they just suffered an injury with Dwight Powell, and you got to feel terrible about that with an Achilles because he was really a, a a big piece for them uh but but talk about uh Doncic for a second and is is this, is this a player because he stormed on the scene as such a young guy is this a player that you think the league will eventually figure out and he'll have to evolve from there or is he such a uh, i guess dynamic all-around player that he's going to do this for the long term
2: um it's tough to tell he's pretty darn convincing this year that this is who he is and you know the guy was the youngest Euroleague MVP ever. Uh, his team was Euroleague champion. He, you know, to lead the Real Madrid team in the way that he did at such a young age—I think at that time, 17, 18—that um, I mean, that's a that's a man's league. And I know stateside, unless you really dive in and know the game, it's like people don't really know what that means. And it's like it's the second best level of basketball out there, and that matters. And but but his stats didn't pop like this and uh so you know some people didn't know. I think it's legit. I mean, do I think the guy's gonna average a thirty point triple double for his whole career? No. But do I you know, I think he's gonna be a twenty five eight and eight guy. Um and, and that's basically LeBron territory right there. So he's incredible and he's only getting better, he's extremely young. You know, his competitiveness is something that you hear a ton about and I know that sounds cliche. Aren't these all all these guys competitive? And it's like, yeah, but there's some, the Kobe types, the MJ types, uh, the LeBron. I mean, LeBron's kind of wired differently, but ultra competitive where it's different. And so last week, I forget who Dallas was playing, but uh, Luka got upset about a play and he literally rips his jersey, you know, and it's just like, you know, you don't need the histrionics, but it also is like, oh boy, like he kind of snaps competitively and really, really, really wants to win. And I keep hearing that about him, that he runs pretty hot and and the, that ultimately drives him so incredible player is uh is Porzingis a good
1: robin to his batman
2: i don't know yet um i would say not great right now i know the the mavs rave about him but i think part of that is honestly political they're trying to lift him up trying to get him as comfortable as possible and they know that he is going to have to sacrifice and already has a pretty great deal to be that guy and so they just they try to pump him up in that regard whenever they talk to reporters, um, talk about, you know, all these intangible ways that he impacts the game, the rim defense, um, stretching the floor as a seven foot three guy. But it's been hit and miss with him. And, it's it, you know, again, it's a little bit like you talk about the Clippers and the culture adjustment. Like Porzingis not that long ago before his injury was a franchise centerpiece. I mean, there weren't that many people in the NBA – Getting the unicorn label, like he was getting, and now he's gone from you know the unicorn to the, a you know, little bit of the, the, the goat that's carrying everything here, and uh, I think that's a work in progress. So I'm not sure yet what I think is of how that tandem is going to be long term. The Jazz
1: have the Rockets twice on the horizon, and I know they beat Denver last night, but they had lost four consecutive games before that, and it still seems Sam. Like Russell Westbrook may be different than Chris Paul, but it still seems like the same problem where James Harden is is so much a part of that team offensively that it, they're just going to go as far as he single-handedly can take them. Is Am I misreading that?
2: No. Uh, the missing component, I mean, it, it, it's fascinating because like what you said is accurate, but the major distinction is that it's still – I mean, they've had a a severe personality difference as an offense where Russell Westbrook and what he does to your pace is polar opposite of what they had last year with Chris Paul. They wanted to pick it up. They're a much faster team now. You know, Russ has been garbage from long distance. uh, But in transition, you know, he is a threat. and He changes the way they play. And so the question that matters is, is playoff time, from a matchup standpoint and then a stylistic standpoint, you know, does that get you any farther against the, you know, specific opponents that they wind up running into than the slow it down uh, approach. I mean, James last season had more possessions where, you know, it was dribbling 15 seconds of the clock, step back three. Uh, That's happening less this year because a lot of times if, if Russ gets his hands on the rebound or gets the ball in transition, they get out and go. And at the, It's kind of a, you know, not even seven seconds or less offense. It's like four or five. So that part is different, but it's wild how if you study their offensive numbers, it's almost identical from a year ago in totality.
1: And then finally I want to ask you about the Nuggets, who they also have twice coming up. And I I don't know why I'm constantly talking myself into liking Denver. I don't know uh, if you want to call it doubt um, and, and it's really not fair because they put together, you know, you know, multiple really, really nice seasons. But I guess is Nikola Jokic a uh, good enough uh, number one to get them to where they want to go? Meaning, he's a he's kind of a point center, right? Is, conceptually, can that get them to an NBA
2: Finals? I think it can. Yeah, I uh, you know I don't know if I can get them over the top. I think it's got to, you know, they've built it nicely. Uh, They've built out around him. And you have to have the depth. You have to have the shooting. And, you know, but yes, to your question, I don't think it's a popular narrative. But basketball-wise, I think him at his best um, could get the job done. Now, it's a little bit like the Rockets question or even the Dallas question. You, You focus on that second star. So that, to me, is where... The Nuggets run into trouble. Jamal Murray, when he's hot, you know, I'll I'll tune in for that every day of the week. But he's a very inconsistent player at times, um, and they just don't have you know a more established second co-star. I mean, Nikola Jokic is a fringe MVP candidate, and he's going to be, I think, every year. But um, the rest of it it's a kind of the sum being greater than the sum, or the or whole being greater than some of the parts. And I don't know if that's the the, the type of formula that, that gets you to the finals. but uh, Nicola for me is not the part that I question.
1: And then of course, Sam, I've got to ask you about Zion's debut last night. Uh, certainly if for no other reason than it was unique, it, it got off to a little bit of a slow start and then just a fury in the fourth quarter. Where are you at now on, on Zion and his, um, I, I guess, uh, uh, like how high or, or I guess are we overblowing this whole thing, to put it simply?
2: No, I don't think so. I think the only thing, you know, just crossing your fingers that he doesn't blow something out again, that's it. You know what I mean? just I want him to be healthy. Um, he's such a unique talent. You know, he did an interview with ESPN the other day, a podcast where he, he referred to himself as he's one of one, meaning – that he's just incredibly unique, and it's, it's everything from his body shape and physique to talent and his skill set, and, you know, I'm a believer. I mean, in that game last night, I mean, that was some of the most exciting nine minutes I've ever seen out of one player, and made even more interesting because they have all these medical restrictions on him, and Pelicans coach Alvin Gentry was sitting there in a between a rock and a hard place where his guy – has caught fire, and the medical team is telling him to take him out because he went past his, you know, the the minutes limit in terms of the stretch they wanted him to play, and you got a whole crowd full of people going, "Don't you dare take him out! This kid is magical," and so um, that's going to be the push and the pull for him going forward. And, and again, I just hope he stays healthy. I mean, the one thing I keep highlighting when I talk to people about him is. And everybody who sees this is, like, that second jump he has, like, that tells you why he's different. And not to mention he hits four threes last night. That's impressive. But, like, he had that one possession down on the block. He missed kind of a small bunny. And getting the offensive rebound, like, he just – it was like an episode out of the, the Flash where he just kind of warped past everybody, grabbed the offensive board and put it back in. You know, his his kind of fast twitch stuff is incredible.
1: He's already hit twice as many threes in his career as Ben Simmons. How about that?
2: (laughs) Fun fact. It's pretty wild. Fun fact.
1: Uh, Sam, thank you very much, as always. I want to encourage all of our listeners to check out, uh, especially that piece on the Clippers up at The Athletic. Really, really interesting stuff. And thank you, as always, for jumping on
2: with us, Sam. You got it. Thanks, Jake. Talk to me next week.
1: All right, buddy. We'll see you. There's uh, the great Sam Amick from The Athletic. And interesting how how uh, you know the, the handling of Kawhi Leonard and and Paul George, but but mainly Kawhi Leonard has has disrupted what. Or maybe not disrupted, but it's been difficult to merge his philosophy when it comes to the approach to the, the, the NBA game and his health with what that uh, identity of that Clippers team was last year. And he, I picked the Clippers to, to uh, finish number one in the West, and maybe that was something I should have considered, the merging of those two philosophies. Maybe that was something that was not always going to go smoothly. So check out Sam's piece at The Athletic. He's also got it up on, on his Twitter uh, if you want to uh, check that out as well, at Sam underscore. AMIC. We are live from the warehouse. Come see us. We're here in uh, uh, Orem, excuse me, 86 East University Parkway in Orem. A good friend, Tom, joins me once again. And, uh, Tom, love we have listeners coming in, uh, grabbing some free jazz stuff, but uh, also taking advantage of what you're doing uh, today.
3: We have uh, lots of incredible deals. Uh, if you didn't hear us last hour, we're going to take 30% off every liggett and plat bed. I probably have 70 styles to choose from. Wow. All sizes from twins, fulls, queens, kings, cow kings, you name it. And they're already marked 50 50 to 70% off take an additional 30% off on all liggett and plat beds but that's not all we've got the jake special all right the double reclining it's a it's a sofa with two recliners and a console drink holder made by klausner regular 1000 bucks i've got two colors to choose from if you don't mention jake's name it's 499 but if you mention jake Three ninety. Take a hundred bucks off that. Hundred bucks off, and I we last hour you were talking about BYU. I was, and I'm going to do something. If you are a student that goes to BYU, all right, and I'm going to extend it to if you are a student that goes to UVU, twenty dollar delivery if you live in Orem or Provo. That is eighty bucks cheaper than our neighbors.
1: Than anybody else in
3: town. $80 cheaper. So uh, adjustable beds is what we got to talk about for a minute. I showed you some of the stuff we had in Kings. I want to talk for, for a minute about Queens. I have Queen deals that I've never heard of. I've got a head up Adjustable with a gel-infused memory foam mattress, the entire setup for $499. Wow. Let's say you want better. I've got the base is a 575 it has massage 24 settings with uh, USBs head up foot up one of the nicest bases in the one of the better bases in the industry I'll do that bed with a latex hybrid for 899. The mattress is normally 2200 bucks. The base is 1400 bucks. The entire thing, 899 Now, let's say you want the very best. Okay. You want the 875 with lumbar, with an AC plug for your laptop, two AC plugs. If you want to charge a, a tablet. If you just want to plug, uh, how about you want to charge your phone, and you don't have a USB. It's a solid cord plug it in it also has two usbs 24 massage settings lumbar support this is the best base in the industry top of the line this base across the street is 2400 bucks for the queen how about including a latex gel hybrid for 1200 dollars? wow unbelievable so if you need a spare bed, you're looking for an ottoman, I don't care what you're looking for, there will not be better prices this entire year than this weekend at the warehouse.
1: Get it done. Get here, 86 East University Parkway, right here in Orham. Don't forget about the Salt Lake location, 1967 South, 300 West. We'll have more straight ahead on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Slow Mo
2: Joe
0: the Joe Engel show with DJ and PK, PK.
2: I'm wondering when you're playing this well, does the way Quinn interact with the team change at all? He's the same guy today that he is six years ago when he first got the job. That's hard to do to stay so focused and determined to keep this franchise going and obviously heading in the right direction and obviously everyone that's watched closely for the six years Quinn's been here, he's a big part of this massive change that's happened a lot is the culture and what he does and what he brings and what he stands for. Utah is lucky to have him and and um, hopefully he's well he just extended, didn't he? So he's yeah. he's here for a bit longer.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Catch Jazz Man Joe Ingalls with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 975-1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: Larry Walker elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's a good day for the Colorado Rockies. Great day for the Montreal Expos. False. It is a great day to be an Expos fan. Not only are we world champions, but now Larry Walker is going into the Hall of Fame. Austin is claiming him as a Rocky. He played six
4: seasons in Montreal, ten seasons, nine and a half seasons in Colorado. He's still an expo. There's a certain cap that I got to put on when I go in. It comes down to two, obviously, with Montreal and uh, Colorado. So, uh, being a Canadian, Montreal, spent a few years there, and, and And had a great time, spent 10 years in Colorado, uh, where the majority of uh, my damage was done. And I think with that, the years that I spent there, uh, that it will be a Colorado Rockies hat that I'll be wearing to the Hall of Fame. It's uh, a hard decision being a Canadian, but uh, I feel with uh, all the at-bats, games played, everything that happened in Colorado, the years spent there, uh, this really seems like the right decision, and we all agreed on that.
1: You're dead to me, Larry. Dead to me, Larry. Best player of all time. Montreal Expo fan. Uh, You're you're no longer a Montreal Expo, Larry Walker. Welcome back to the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Live at the Warehouse, 86 East. University Parkway. And Austin, you know, not only is he a traitor to the Expos, he's really a traitor to his country. I mean, he's a Canadian for crying out loud and he dual picks citizenship the Rockies. Give me a break. And they probably would have won the World Series even if it weren't for the strike. So, you know, way to go, Larry. He didn't even come close with the Rockies.
4: If he stays with the Expos, he's not in the Hall of Fame.
1: Oh, you're crazy. No, That's you're what crazy. talking about uh, and, and he should be going in with the Expos, and he is. I, I you his wrong. It's country. okay to
4: be wrong. It's okay. You're
1: fine. Did Did Michael Jordan go into the Hall of Fame with the Wizards, Austin? I mean, come on. That's that's the comparison you're going to make. I'll let that's, you make
4: that comparison. That's go where right I'm ahead. going.
1: Okay. that's that's where I'm uh-huh. going. Did Did Hakeem Olajuwon go into the the <laughs> Hall with the Raptors? Stop it. Did he? I mean, no. That's that's just not what. Carl you Malone, do. Lakers. Don't think so. Yeah. Is is Carl going? in? Did he go in with the Lakers? No. No. He absolutely did not. Come on. Uh, anyway, Gaston was excited. Apology to, like, accepted. To play that for. Him. I'm not apologizing. He's the one who's wrong, not me. Uh, sounds like I'm right. Uh, it does not. It <laughs> sounds like he's. It sounds like he's foolish. Uh, but why why should you have to pick one team anyway to go uh, enshrined as? Why can't you have multiple teams? Baseball guy, what's the deal with that?
4: Well, you can only wear one hat at a time, uh,
1: and all of the sort of,
4: all of the trophy uh, busts have they're wearing a ball cap.
1: Can uh, you could have some sort of hybrid, right? Some sort of uh, one half one team, one half another.
4: Uh, if you have two teams on your hat, do do you have any teams on your hat? All right. Like, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback, right? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Can I bring up something with you real quick, Uh, LeBron? If it's an apology, yeah. Oh, no, it's absolutely not. (laughs) Okay. Uh, LeBron related that he was asked uh, yesterday, did you see this? Uh, LeBron was asked if his son was uh, drafted by the Knicks if he would come and play for the New York Knicks. Did you see this whole thing? No. And uh, LeBron answered, my son's in ninth grade, man. He said, I'm trying to worry about what project he's got to turn in tomorrow. That's what we're worried about right now. That's what's most important, school, home, and being the best big brother he can be, unquote. Uh, You know what, LeBron? I don't often uh, applaud uh, what you say, but yes, what a perfect response. What a ridiculous question. Brody's in ninth grade. Can we pile on more pressure onto this kid? Uh, a reporter asking, "Hey, uh, if if the Knicks draft your son, how many years from now would that be, Austin? Five, six years from now?" No, ninth well, ninth grade. You can be ninth, say, fifteen four.
4: in ninth grade, right? So
1: yeah, so you uh, only got to, to be do, a year of college. to Tenth grade, eleventh grade, twelfth grade, and a year in college. If that rule is still around. So I mean, we're talking four or five years away. I mean, that's that's just lunacy. What are we doing here? I mean, what are we doing here? And I, you know what? LeBron actually, with his actions where he helicopters into his kids' games, I mean, uh, you know, he's he's putting a lot of pressure on this young man. But do we need to, you know, in a post-game press conference with the Knicks, be asking LeBron about uh, a hypothetical that can't even happen for four years? I am I mean, shocked that... by your take on this. Just floored because you always you
4: always go against LeBron.
1: Always. I know I do because that's usually he's ridiculous and wrong and, and borderline. He baboonish. is again here.
4: He is again here. Because why is Bronny? Why is Bronny a subject? Why does this reporter know Bronny's name? Why does Bronny's highlights being on Sports Center? Why is Bronny's uh, 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 f- photo known to mankind right now? Because LeBron goes into the layup line at Bronny's games and windmill dunks, and then holds a press conference at Bronny's games, and then flies a helicopter into Bronny's games, and U- YouTube's Bronny's games, and Instagrams Bronny's games, and talks about Bronny's games. That's why this reporter is asking LeBron about Bronny James, and then LeBron to have the gall and turn around and be like, "You leave my son alone." Uh, this is not the place to bring up my son. Excuse me, but you, sir, are a uh, public figure bringing up your son. They're going to ask about him.
1: Okay, so I, I, my mind actually went there uh, briefly, Austin. I, I understand what you're saying, and I, I agree that LeBron certainly doesn't help the matter. But, but isn't some of this inevitable? You know, he is LeBron James's son who does also play basketball. You know what I mean? Isn't that going to be, attention going to be focused on that somewhat automatically?
4: Right? Yes, somewhat. But don't you think it's been a concerted effort to be focused on by the LeBron James management group?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah I suppose you're right. But like, like uh, Bob Dylan's son Jacob was in a band called The Wallflowers that had a couple of hits. And would anybody have even known who they were if it weren't uh, Bob Dylan's kid? Uh, that's news to me, actually, in this
4: very moment. I have known I know about the Wallflowers. Didn't know it was his kid, though.
1: Yeah, and they were— Different time, a, by the way, not Instagram and Twitter. But they were not a terrific band, right? I mean, you know— And Bob like Dylan's crazy. not a terrific musician. I agree. <laughs> but No, you're crazy. But because he was Bob Dylan's son, well, maybe it's not a great uh, no. comparison. But in this case, I don't think LeBron needs to be uh, answering brawny questions after a game, Right.
4: I think I say ask him one every game from now on until he stops making his son's game about himself.
1: All right. I, I do like where your mind at is there, <laughs> Austin. I, I will admit. All right. Uh, we'll get into uh, the Nod Sportsport coming up next. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live from the warehouse. Come see us, 86 East University Parkway, right here in Orem. Still have a couple of jazz shirts to give away, but I would suggest you get down here quickly. Because uh, we only have a couple of left, a uh, couple left, but we do have prices so low on furniture it will blow your mind. We're here in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. Come on by and see us. Not sports uh, coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.
0: This is tony parks and austin horton
2: tough night last night with
1: kansas and kansas state
4: now there was a moment of brevity for me at least (laughs) they finally get it under control the first crack we hear over the pa system kansas wins that means free appetizers at such and such restaurant this weekend (laughs) it would have been even worse if he had said
0: kansas wins.
2: (laughs) starts playing the mike tyson's punch out music. (laughs) hey fans (laughs) Thank you for joining us for this evening's game to watch a full-on brawl. (laughs) Join us Friday night when your Jayhawks face Iowa State. (laughs) He started it! (laughs) Take your ticket stub and get a free appetizer.
0: Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 975-1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Even the
1: Show Gordon Monson Jig Scott 975 and 1280 the zone. We are live today from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Come by and join us. Uh, we've still got a couple of jazz t-shirts to give away. Uh, plus, the price is so low on furniture, it will blow your mind. We'll talk to Tom a little bit more about that coming up here momentarily. At the top of the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to let you hear from Joe Ingalls this morning. The Joe Ingalls Show on with DJ and PK. thought Joe was particularly good, so we'll let you hear from that uh, at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. But right now, it's time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. All right, Austin, I have two stories, both of which are from Florida. Go figure. Uh, but let's start with this. Uh, this uh, happened what uh, let's see here in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. A St. Petersburg man was arrested uh, yesterday for uh, setting a fire inside his apartment to stay warm. Uh, he was charged with arson in the first degree after he allegedly set fire to a stack of paperwork in his apartment building around 3 a.m. Apparently, the flames were large enough to set off these smoke detectors, causing a response from the fire department. And uh, they saved. Uh, they came and uh, apparently... Uh, uh, saved his life. Uh, Residents were indeed home during the incident. Nobody, thank goodness, was injured. Uh, But they did uh, tell firefighters that he had several uh, uh, options available to him, be it neighbors or owners of, uh, or basically a heating system in the building uh, that that he could have used as opposed to setting fire to a big stack of of paperwork. But, Austin, you know what? The first thing I thought, have you ever, uh, uh, like, um, Kevin Graham when he moved back to Salt Lake after he had been living in Phoenix, he was so soft when it came to temperature. Like if it were like 70 degrees, he was cold. You know what I mean? You, have you ah. had somebody in your life that's like that? That's what it struck me with the, with this guy. Wow, Florida people are just so unbelievably soft when it comes to temperature. Seriously. You know, it was probably a cool 62 and this guy thinks <laughs> he needs to save his life by by setting fire to his apartment to stay warm.
4: I, I ran out to my car last night and I was out there for several minutes in my shorts, shirt sleeve, and socks, man, and I was just fine.
1: Just fine. Right. And it was what, eight
4: degrees last night, so I'm exaggerating yeah. slightly, but
1: and, and this guy basically thinks uh, you know, he's he's gonna freeze in the middle of the night there in St. <laughs> Petersburg, Florida, if he doesn't set Hope he doesn't to move to the frozen tundra of San Diego at some yeah, point. Yeah, right. In his life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How how long would this guy last in Minneapolis? What would he burn down then? (laughs) The whole city is on fire. All right. And then my other story, and this one uh, is is kind of sports-related, but since he doesn't play anymore, it's not sports report. Uh, There has been um, uh, basically an arrest warrant uh, released for Antonio Brown, and this incident is so weird. This story just starts to get so much more strange. Uh, There was actually a 911 call. A a moving company driver was dropping off some stuff at Antonio Brown's Florida home, and he and his friends just basically harassed this poor delivery driver, refusing to pay him. Uh, According to the 911 call, apparently he was just sitting there getting high and throwing rocks at this poor guy's uh, delivery van. Uh, And then some of his guys got in the back of the delivery van and they started destroying stuff that was that was not necessarily Antonio Brown's. This guy was uh, well, he 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 says he was uh, uh, physically grabbed and uh, certainly intimidated. But how how crazy is this Antonio Brown story? I mean, how long ago was he yelling just horrible things at the police on Instagram? Wasn't that like last week? And then oh, his agent yeah. drops him and now he's throwing rocks at a delivery driver. Uh, this, this, this. This dude needs some mental health, right? That's the only way we can look at this thing? There's
4: no other way around it. And by the day, have you heard the 911 call? TMZ put that, the 911
1: call. I haven't heard it, no. I've oh just read gosh. some of the excerpts. <laughs> is it just terrible?
4: No, I mean, it's not like uh, horrific or horrifying or anything. The, the man's never... I, it doesn't. He doesn't seem to feel like he's ever in uh, dangerous peril, like he's going to perish. But he is nervous and calling, reaching out for help from the police. But they have him repeat... Like three to four different times. Now, tell us again, what? What is going on here? Because like you said, it's so bizarre. It's so wild. You you field this call as a 911 dispatcher where people's lives are in the balance. And and this guy's calling and saying, oh, this guy's throwing rocks at my delivery truck. And at first you're like, well, that's not a big deal. And then you look into it you're like, oh, it could be a really big deal.
1: If you know Antonio Brown, tell him to stop getting high and throwing rocks at delivery vans. It just doesn't seem like a like a way to go through life and you know pay for services rendered and you know those sorts of things. Remember
4: there. when he uh, was sued by a chef, uh, right? And and everyone was all over the chef, like, oh, whatever. Antonio Brown wouldn't have done that. Come on, he would have paid you. Blah 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 blah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I i do not think so anymore.
1: I'm siding with the chef, right? I think I'm. 100%. I think I'm siding with the chef. All right, we're here at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Stop by and see us because, Tom, you are motivated to give our listeners some deals as usual.
3: In fact, even better deals, I think, today. Uh, the best deals, but let's don't throw rocks at the delivery truck. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, Good point. You know what? Do, let's do not do that. But listen, we'll deliver any student in Orem or Provo for 20 bucks. What a deal. I've got beds. Every bed and I've got seventy styles to choose from made by Liggett and Platt, one of the biggest names in the industry for a hundred years. They're already marked fifty to seventy percent off. Take an additional thirty percent off the lowest price marked. Does that wow. makes sense. An additional thirty percent off. Additional thir- so this for example, this King bed in front of us, it's normally five ninety nine, it's marked one ninety nine. Take thirty percent off. You're going to buy that sixty bucks cheaper. Hundred thirty nine dollars. That's for amazing. A king bed. That's killing. Are you kidding me? You're not doing that anywhere else. Listen, we've got everything on sale. Every yellow ticket take twenty percent off. Whatever you are looking for. If you're looking for ottomans, I've got a Simmons ottoman. Regular one twenty nine. I've got them marked fifty nine dollars. We're going to do this in honor of Gordon, who's sitting on a beach putting his feet up. He is. Come put your feet up on this ottoman in Gordon's honor, $29. Wow, all right. Incredible. But not only that, adjustable beds. And I've been talking about these truckloads we bought. I have the very finest base in the industry. Your choice, queen or king. But the king bases, I've only got three beds left. That means I have six bases if you've been waiting do not wait any longer instead of paying five thousand dollars just for the base and then paying an additional five or six thousand dollars for the mattresses to go with it i've got the mattresses a latex hybrid with the 875 every feature you can think of the entire set 29.99 the queen version of that $1,200, twelve hundred bucks, and then I've got I've got Queens as low as four ninety nine adjustable bed and mattress. And then I've got the king deal that I've never done before. I'm gonna give you a king, mattress, and adjustable bed for a thousand bucks. Oh my goodness. That's cheaper than the mattress. That's cheaper than the base. You're gonna get it all for a thousand bucks. These are the best deals I've ever done. And I'm telling people, I've had a lot of people come in and say, "Yeah, we, we're waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting." If you want the very best King Base, do not wait. They'll be gone by Saturday. Take advantage of it, and if you've
1: been thinking about it, now is the time. 86 East University Parkway right here in Orem. Get by this weekend. Don't forget about their Salt Lake store as well, 1967 South, 300 West. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The
0: Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. I don't think that there's a time since maybe 97, 98, where I look at a team and say a championship is within reach. And I know we want to be really careful about talking about that. And I get that. But I think it's time we start allowing that to be part of the conversation because sometimes when we address this team, we talk about this is a team that could make it to the Western Conference Finals. Well, I think it's okay to talk about making it to the NBA Finals. I don't think we need to be scared about talking about that. And I'm not saying that, you know, if they don't make it to the nba finals it's a disappointment but i think it's also okay to say you know what this is a team capable of doing that would i pick the jazz to beat the lakers in a seven game series i don't know but the fact that i don't know right now means that the jazz have a pretty good chance catch hans and scotty every day from noon to three presented by your rocky mountain chevy dealers on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network